let's stop, let's stop messing around and just get on with it. <laughs> Welcome to another TGI Golf podcast. Now, I'm pretty sure that every time we do one of these, we say, we must do one more often. And we agreed we would. So here we are three months later with another podcast, and we will eventually get around to doing these more often. But it has been a particularly busy time. Uh, I'm Matt Millard, Director of Communications. I'm joined, as always, by Adele McLean, Group Services Director, and Eddie Reid, our Managing Director. So good afternoon, evening, morning, whatever time you're listening to this, uh, Eddie and Adele. Good after the morning. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I can't work out if you did that on purpose, Eddie, or if you, yeah, it was a genuine stumble. It was, no, I didn't. It, it was very good if it was acting. What a true thespian you are. It's in my script. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, you got a script? <laughs> I thought we just babbled through these things. Yeah, yeah I do. I do, I do. Uh, so, well, welcome. Welcome one and all. Um, like I say, it has been a particularly busy time since the last one, which was February, um, which seems so long ago. But since then, we've managed to squeeze in quite a few things, uh, quite a lot of events, and including all the Golf Foundation days. It's um, nice for, for everyone to be back in the office, guys. Yeah, it's been great. This is the first week, I think, in, I don't know, about eight weeks that we've actually had a full week in the office. So it's it's been nice to reacquaint ourselves with everybody. Yeah, it's been lovely, although it is, it is um, and again, depending when you're listening to this, this is Wednesday for us, and uh, by tomorrow I'll be stir-crazy, want to get back out again. <laughs> yeah, from the office or from home, Ed? Oh, just life in general, <laughs> just life in general. <laughs> okay, right, enough enough tomfoolery. Um, so, since the last podcast in February, like I say, lots has happened. Most importantly, we've obviously had the Q1 maybe even Q2 results in now. So do, do you guys just want to give us a quick rundown on where we are as a, as a group um, over the last few months? Yeah, I, I think I think all in all, it's been a pretty decent start to the year. The biggest challenge up until now, as we sat here looking out at the sunshine, has been the weather. So we've had certain categories that are bombing away and, and going along quite nicely. Um, golf data tech would show that we're, we're actually ahead as an industry of where we were for the same period, 2022. However, um, that's on the back of footwear and apparel being quite slow to take off. Uh, and that's created some issues with um, stock holdings at brands and, and perhaps some stock holdings that retailers have got as well. And people not necessarily holding their nerve on price and creating a little drama um, within the go-to-market strategies. But all in all, following the launches in January of the, the kind of four, three, four big brands of new product, we're all performing pretty well. Margins are holding up well. Um, we, we've had the usual stuff. You know, the, the brands have, have come out. The, the go-to-market uh, marketing strategies have been really strong and really supportive of us. Uh, and then you get into the, you know, maybe a little shortfall in some of the deliveries or component shortages and stuff like that that inevitably come along because you don't really know what the what the best will in the world, what the top-selling or the best-selling product is going to be. So apart from that and the usual stuff that comes around product launches, all very positive. Yeah, Adele, you got anything? Yeah, I think, you know, apparel and footwear have really suffered with the poor start to the season weather-wise. And I think that's maybe been coupled with um, a lot of retailers taking stock in earlier this year because last year we were um, still troubled with delivery issues. So th this year, because stock was so late in coming in last year, they thought they'd take it in a little earlier this year. 
However, we're only just getting kicking off um, now with the weather starting to turn and courses getting to where they should be um, condition-wise. So, but as a, as a group going on our own EPOS stats, you know, we're, we're, we're trending the same way, sort of above 2022 and well above 2019, which we say was the last semi-normal year, if you like. So um, lots to be positive about and hopefully, you know, rounds played and participation numbers are still really, really strong. So hopefully we are still seeing plenty of footfall around the course. Yeah, I think I think that's a big point, isn't it? I think we're seeing lots of people play golf. That that would be recognised in the amount of golf ball sales and um, consumables that are going out. And one of the great things about the golf days is when you come along and you meet the people from the brands, you know, and you can have a conversation with them. It's May, you know, we sit around the table and we have Teams calls and, and we, we speak with them regularly. But to have more time to chat in a more relaxed format, I think there's an element and. And I'm sure some of the brands would even agree with me on this. I think there's an element of brands sometimes thinking because they have delivered early, people will buy early. And that, that isn't the case for golfers, as we know. Traditionally, the Masters kicks off the season. Following that, this year, the weather was particularly poor. And we've gotten into May, and, and it started to pick up quite well over the last few weeks. But just because you delivered product in February doesn't mean the consumer's open to buy in February. So I'm, I'm, I'm expecting us to see quite a rally over the next six or eight weeks and we'll get back into replenishments and, and, and already starting about thinking about pre-book for 2024. Yeah, we've also seen in our numbers apparel and footwear um, really strong in Scotland and Ireland. And I think that's probably quite a lot down to the resort business um, because these guys have been busy again. So, you know, whereas maybe the, the more sort of traditional courses have been um, doing quite well in hardware, uh, the the uh, resort courses have been hoovering up some of the, the apparel, especially business now. Yeah. Okay. And, and this success that, that everyone appears to be enjoying, do you think we're still riding that crest of the the wave post COVID is the boom, or do you think we that's now passed and this is just down to to those golfers continuing to play golf? The the great products, the the fact that people have got swing studios and can custom fit in the winter now. Where do, where, where do you think we're, we're sitting at the minute? I, I personally think I'm interested on, on Adele's take on this as well. I, I personally think that that there's been a natural progression for us. Certainly, we've in, we've invited lots and lots of more customers back into golf and back into pro shops uh, and we're working harder and we're better equipped to retain them now than, than we ever were before. But I, I think I'm on record as saying that one of the biggest changes for me is, uh, and you allude there to the to the indoor swing studios and the technology investments uh, that lots and lots of partners have made, you know, 15 or 20 years ago had, had Callaway, TaylorMade, Ping and Strix and all launched within 10 days of each other in January. We would have lost a huge amount of that business to the off course because they were better catered for off course than they were on course. But the combination of having an indoor swing studio, which consumers quite comfortable with now, uh, and it being open all year round, it's meant that the retailer can invite people along, still custom fit, and more importantly, probably sell them more product at a time when they wouldn't be coming to the golf club at any point. So um, I, I think that's been a huge benefit for us, and, and long may that continue. We don't need to worry now. Uh, if you've invested in technology and, and, and particularly an indoor studio, you don't really have to worry when a brand launches a product. Yeah, I think I totally agree with you, Eddie. That's really given us um, a real competitive advantage. And then I think just to your point, Matt, people are still playing golf. We're looking at the, some of the SMS figures. 
and rounds played are, are massively up on 2019. There's been a slight fall in club membership, as you would expect, because we couldn't expect to retain all those people that joined during the COVID years, but we've still managed to retain a, a few and people are continuing to play. So I think it's really, really positive for us if the, if the sun shines. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I just uh, I drove past the golf club in the village earlier today and the car park was absolutely rammed. And I know uh, most of the local courses around me now have got waiting lists and joining fees again now, which is something I don't think we've seen for, for a very long time. Certainly pre-credit crunch, when was that? 2008? Um, yeah. Certainly yeah. since those days. It, it is interesting, isn't it? You know, and sometimes in golf we have, we have short memories. Um, we, you know, we, we, we bang the drum for so long to try and bring people back into golf. Now, now we've got them. Um, sometimes it's hard to cope with how busy it is. <laughs> but it's, it's a great time, you know, in, in my time in the golf industry, I don't think there's ever been a better time to be a golf retailer. You know, margins are up, participation's up, um, and engagement's up. I think that's the biggest thing that we're seeing is that this new breed, if you want to call them that, of golfing consumer is far more engaged with the game, both from a technological point of view and from being part of the golf club and the, the pro being the heart of the game kind of thing. So I think we're seeing more and more engagement that way. And and that, that would point to the fact why, you know, when at the peak of the season, the, the on-course market share sits around about 62, 63%. That, that's got to point to the consumer trust in the golf pro. Yeah. Indeed. Okay, and what about uh, suppliers? What's the uh, with, with our partner suppliers? And we mentioned that we've, we've been speaking to some at the golf days, and we have our regular contact with with the guys there. So, what's the um, what's what's going on in there? Have we got uh, any news from suppliers? Anything to for partners to be to be aware? I can't even know where I'm going with this. I've gone all over the place. <laughs> anything to pass before? <laughs> I haven't got a script, Ted. That's the problem. <laughs> So, but anything from those chats with the suppliers that we should we that, that we should know about? Yeah, a couple of bits come up, Matt. Um, we just about to launch a new um, TGI uh, website alongside Lookers, um, the car providers. Um, so it'll be a white labelled site for our, our partners who they can then go in. And the search function is fantastic. I think we've got something like thirty or thirty nine different suppliers they can um, then click into the, the supplier they're looking for, the type of car they're looking for, the mileage they want to do, you know, the least time that they want to take it over, how long they want to take it over. And then it spits out what your best options are and gives you gives you those options. Um, they do it for a couple of other um, large organisations and it start, it's working really, really well. So we're hopefully going to come out with that quite, quite soon. And hopefully then um, going forward, if it all sort of works out with us, we can then roll it out to the partners to take um, to to roll out to their members at the golf clubs as well, and there would be a benefit for the partners to that. At the moment, it is UK only. Unfortunately, um, we can't do it in Ireland, but we are still, as always, looking for some sort of solution in Ireland. Um, so there's a couple of different things we're looking at with that at the moment. Um, talking about Ireland. Just for the north, we've got a new soft drinks and confectionery supplier in Courtney and Nelson. So, again, that's something we're just about to come out with very shortly. Uh, there'll be contact details and, and hopefully, I think there's quite a few partners dealing with them already so that they've got a good reputation over there. So that's another one we're just about to come out with. Um, hopefully just about to launch a 
promotion with FootJoy on one of the ladies' models as well. So again, watch this space. That will be out very soon. It doesn't look like you're reading from my to-do list. (laughs) (laughs) It is. We work closely together, Matt. (laughs) You know. Uh, And then, you know, rolling on into three weeks' time, we have our what we call Tier 2 supplier meetings uh, down at the Mir, where we have a week that we meet up with all our um, Tier 2 suppliers run through how the year's been going, what's what's new, what's going forward, and look at any potential suppliers for the group as well then. So we'll keep you posted on how that all goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always a good fun week, the Tier 2s, the tier two meetings. It's a very, very long week, isn't it, as well? With, uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I haven't asked how many meetings we've got yet, Adele, but it's usually quite a few. It's always good to see everyone. I'm, and, I'm keeping it quiet just now. I don't want to. <laughs> it's, about, it's about like speed dating for brands. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's hugely important because um, and I'm sure most of the partners would know this, but if you take our Tier 1 partners, you know, the Typeless Callaway, TaylorMade, uh, all that kind of stuff. That's on a, a kind of rolling contract with us. You know, if, if there's an issue with any of those brands and we're going to part company, we would probably see that from quite a long way off. Um, so we, we, we probably spend a, uh, quite a lot of time meeting them and being in communication with them with everything. You know, if you take the the foot joy communication that came out a few weeks ago, you know, the, we, we immediately um, uh, registered our disappointment and disagreement with it and then had five or six emails and a team's call all within 24 hours yeah try and see if we can find a solution so you so you do that more often but for the smaller brands that that don't mainly down to resource and and facilities and and capabilities we don't always have that so the tier two suppliers is very much i come in let's review last year have a chat see where we are where how we think we're working together what more could we be doing together uh, and and do we feel comfortable going forward into 2024 together? So they are on a, a rolling yearly basis rather than a, a rolling contract. So it's important that we do that every year and and sit down because we all know what like diaries are. You you can you can say yeah yeah we'll get together and then it's six weeks eight weeks before you get the chance. So by doing that once a year at least you know you're going to sit down and have a proper review. Yeah, uh, at least once a year with them. And that, that also highlights for us as well, you know, how important the supplier survey is that we ask the partners to fill out um, because we take those results and we run through the results and, and it forms a big part of the basis of the meeting that we do with all the brands. So it's, it's just another reason to, you know, to show you how important uh, the survey is to us. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. If we if we don't know about things, we can't tell or sort Absolutely. these things out, can we? So, uh, it is vitally important. Yeah, and we do. You know, we we do still take calls and emails every day. Actually, these days it's not just calls and emails, is it? It's, it's Facebook <laughs> Messenger, it's WhatsApp, it's it's text messaging, it's Instagram. You know, whatever uh, whatever medium people want to register some sort of issue and challenge with us, we always try and get back to them and get that sorted out. Yeah, but the, but the supplier survey still remains a critical part of, of the information that we we align ourselves with when we go into these meetings. That EPOS stats and feedback from the retail consultants. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And okay, so 
like I said, at the very outset of this um, the podcast, it's been a, a, a crazy few months since the start of the year. I think we, with with the partners being so busy, we kind of cram events at the start of the year and at the end of the year, and leave the middle for for the guys and girls to, to get on with what they what they do best. Um, but just to go through some of the events as well, Adele, I know it's obviously been a, a ridiculously busy time for you as the the not we're not an events company but as the person that looks <laughs> after the events <laughs> yeah but you know the team challenge in turkey i mean it seems so long ago now um back in march but that, that seemed to be one of the one of the best ones we've done i think with the the weather and with the the, the spot the prizes the partners everyone who took part seemed to really enjoy it yeah i think i, I would agree matt uh, i think that was one of our best ones and most people that have been to quite a few of them agreed as well 84 teams out there this year. The sun shone the whole time, which was fantastic. Uh, and just the participation and camaraderie, you know, everything that, that TaylorMade and Adidas put into the event as well, the, the, you know, the events that they had going yeah. alongside um, were, were just fantastic and never did a great time. So, but we're, we're already sort of heading into 2024. We've got 90 teams for 2024. That's us absolutely maxed out. We cannot take any more. So we, we are kind, we're just, you know, in the, the early stages of prepping for that at the moment. So 90 it, teams. 90, 90 how are you, are you sleeping all right at the minute? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, there, wow. there will be a night shift next year. <laughs> I'm just selling it to myself. It's actually only three times, three extra tea times in each course. That makes it a bit more palatable uh, to, to live with when you look at it. And, and a waiting list. And a waiting list, yes. The waiting list of people who want to get yeah. into it. Is the, tell me, is the waiting list longer than the competitor list? <laughs> <laughs> Not telling you. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and again, you know, thanks to TaylorMade and, and Adidas, they've been with us since the very first event where we had... 20 teams way back in 2010 um, and have carried on with us to the stage where now we're at we're at 90 teams and they're still giving us you know products for the goodie bags they're still sponsoring prizes you know we had 88 prizes this year you know just about everybody got a prize just for turning up you know it was incredible um, so you know all, all credit to them and of course Power Caddy Mary Jim and, and, and the other couple of brands that help us out do a great job for us but TaylorMade and Adidas's engagement throughout the week is, is phenomenal they're almost like extra members of staff for yeah us. absolutely I thought it was uh, TaylorMade went above and beyond this year when they produced two metre high cardboard cutouts of the retail boys and Eddie it was quite frightening seeing your faces dancing across the driving range at <laughs> seven o'clock in the morning you kind of thought, what was in that FS I had last night? Yeah. <laughs> I think, and for a good old Scottish scene, Eddie, I think your face got a good scalping, didn't it? I, I was I was hugely disappointed that there was points given for uh, for hitting faces, and and the points for my face um, were more than anybody else's. Not that people wanted to take anything out on me; it was just the fact that they were getting more points yeah. for hitting my face. It was. Um, yeah, yeah. You keep yeah, telling I'm still traumatised. Still traumatised. <laughs> <laughs> great fun. Absolutely great fun. Yeah. You know. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's a super event. You know, we kind of spawned a monster in a way with it. Um, but it, but it just goes to to show if you get the right support and you get the right people and. Also, you get the right people coming along with the right attitude towards it. You know, the, j just about everybody that's there is there just to have a good time and a good bit of fun and take everything as it comes along, you know. So it's, it's super fun. You know, you you can't – the prize given this year, you know, we had two stages set up. We had a stage set up for the prize given and a stage set up for the band. 
and, and I've got to say, watching some of our golf pros and their golf club members and guests up there dancing, dancing to ABBA was, uh, was, was <laughs> the something. highlight. Yep. Well, it's something that I'm never ever going to forget. I'll put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, super. It's a it's a fantastic event. Well, well run and well organised. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and then hot on the heels of that, we've just completed the six Golf Foundation days, Golf Foundation Golf Days, the TGI Golf Foundation Golf Days, the Golf Days. Um, That's easy for you to say. So we had two, two in Ireland, two in Scotland and two in England um, this year, and they're, they're all very well attended. And I think for the first time in a very long time, only 30 minutes of rain throughout the six days, which I think, again, we seem to be being blessed with the weather. Last year, not so much, but this year at the minute, touch wood, it's all going all going our way with the weather. Yeah. I, I, do you know, it's a funny thing. Uh, you, you guys have been to lots of the golf days, so you know that my preamble at the beginning and preamble or preamble at the end is, is very similar. Uh, and you stand up at the end talking about the golf course and how difficult it's been with the weather, you know, with your, with your shorts and your T-shirt on, <laughs> seeing how difficult it's been uh, up until now because of the weather. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was it was great. And uh, probably tinged with a little bit of sadness for me. And that was my last golf days as managing director. So, you know, savouring every moment of it and, uh, and enjoying every minute of it right up to the very last one at, uh, at Codder in Glasgow last week. So it was, it was lovely. I really enjoyed it. And, yeah, and the weather yeah. the weather made it so much better. And you redeemed yourself. You managed to get in the prizes. I did. You managed to stay out them a career first for the, <laughs> for the other golf days not winning the prizes. Yeah, my, my team's let me down badly until, until last week. <laughs> yeah, and the other thing, Matt, is we raised a really nice, you know, I think it's probably in the region of about £3,400-odd pound for, for the foundation for our charity. So, And lots of people away with lots of very nice prizes. So... Again, to any of the suppliers that are listening, I'd just like to say thanks very much for the fantastic uh, support for prizes. Some of the that last prize table at Codder at the last day was just, I think it was actually four tables that I used to get all the prizes on. So oh, huge thanks for the support. Yeah, super. Great. Yeah, and like I say, a great, a great amount of money raised. Ed, do you just want to give a quick rundown for anyone who doesn't know what the TGI Golf Foundation does? Because it's been around for a few years now, but... Yeah, it, it, it was a kind of passion of mine for quite a long time, and, I, and maybe I'm, I'm thinking five or six years ago now we, we managed to get it off the ground. As a group, we get we get contacted regularly um, over the years from partners and and people related to the group. You know, if you take Turkey, 320 golfers out there, there's maybe 80 TGI pros, um, and you, you start to build a relationship with some of the consumers. Uh, and they contact you, we've got a golf day here, could you help us? We've got this going on for charity, could you help us? And and it's very difficult and challenging to to constantly dig into the company's funds, if you like, when you don't really have a budget to, to, to do every charity event or help everybody out that asks. So by creating the foundation, we, we take some of our pre-tax profit, which and because it's a charitable donation, um, it's tax deductible, so it's very tax efficient for us. We put some money into the foundation and we also started to raise, we, all, we always collected money at the golf days and gave it to a, a charity. So we started to collect it for the, the foundation and the same at the, you know, any events that we do, we, we do some stuff. Except Turkey this year, we raised quite a big sum of money in Turkey this year for the earthquake fund in Turkey because we have some, we've created some great relationships out there and we felt for the people out there. Um, 
So the the evolution of the foundation was then to say, okay, so if a partner's you know going to run a marathon or has a junior initiative that needs some support or um, wants to do something specific that's going to help the local community, then we have a fund there that, that we can help with. Um, but it also goes a bit deeper than that. You know, sadly, over the last four or five years, we've lost several partners whilst they're still working. You know, young men taken far too young. Um, and what what became apparent to us is, is that generally the partners are not involved in the business. They're, they're one-man bands. Um, they run their own business. Um, and their partner has no idea how to go in and operate the business until they can find a solution for it. And not only that, um, they have no access to the bank accounts, no access to the funds. So the, everything on top of the trauma of what's happened is very difficult. So we've started to offer our help and support, um, whether it's the retail team going in, Adele and her team going in and assisting the assistant to get through trading, speaking to the brands to take products back and making a financial donation to the family to try and help them get through that initial burst of, of issues and challenges when they don't have access to any money and funds and stuff like that. Now, that all sounds very dramatic, but believe me, it's traumatic for the families. So um, we've helped a number of our partners' families over the years, which is great, but we've also helped Make-A-Wish Foundation. We've also helped, you know, some cancer charities and, and so on and so on. So, yes, so if any partners out there feel that they need, they want sponsor for anything, or they're looking for some support, you know, put something into us and we'll have a look at it. Within reason, you know, <laughs> me, me and my mates are going to Marbella for the weekend and we've run out of kitty money. Could you? No, that's not really what it's about. <laughs> I can see the horror in your face there when I say let us know. <laughs> it's worth saying that most of the stuff that you do apply for, we need to know that it's going to a proper charity. Yeah. Yeah. Does that explain it? Yes. Crystal well. clear. Crystal clear, yes. Well done, Eddie. Well done. <laughs> um, so what other events have we had then? So Team Challenge Golf Foundation, uh, the TGI Ping Custom Fitter of the Year Award. We now know our three regional winners, which is uh, from Scotland, Chris Robinson of Port Patrick, Dunsky from Ireland, Kieran Hegarty, I want to say Melissa, I think, and Dan, Dan Skelcher. Dan Skelcher from Fleetwood Golf Club for England. So those three guys are heading off to Phoenix uh, in October uh, to go and visit Ping HQ and to find out who the who the overall winner of the TGI Ping Fitter of the Year will be. So congratulations to to those guys. Um, what else have we had, Adele? There's the, been other yeah, stuff. Well, it's sort of ongoing at the moment. You know, the Titleist um, uh-huh. Partner of the Year's yeah. going on at the moment. Taylor made. We've had the the chip with golf clubs for cash mm-hmm. as well. So yeah, there's been there's been quite a wee bit going on and continuing on as as we move forward. Yeah. Uh, we're also we're we're well on our way with the Shits and Amateur Championship. Um ninety partners had the opportunity to take part or their their for their club to take part. So the qualifiers are really all in the process just now. So um, partnership trophy qualifiers with yep. just one left to go over in Ireland and then we'll know our, our three teams um, who will be taking representing their own countries uh, within that so yeah there's been a lot going on Excellent and we're still taking bookings for the TGI Golf Travel Masters as well Yes we are yep, there's a, I think there's maybe about three or four spots left in that so um, if anybody's interested get in touch with us 
fantastic event at a great venue sponsored by Titus and Footjoy. So um, give us give us a ring if you're if you're interested. Yeah, that that's a that's a great trip that one, and it's so handy. You know, it's not that far away. You can you can work your diary around it quite easily. That one, it's a good one. Yeah, and and I do say you know just on the on the back of that, it's, it's interesting that we're we're recognising partners more and more for their professionalism. You know, if you take the Pink Fitter, the Tailor Made Fitter, uh, the Titleist Partner of the Year Award, uh, and our own awards through the you know uh, through the conference, you know it's, it's great to recognise good good professionals, um, and we're always trying to support that. You know, and some of the brands, to be fair. Yeah, and if if you want any more information on on any of the events, you can find all that information on on my TGI through the events page, which is a really neat way for me to then bring in the new look my TGI, which we launched at the back of January. Uh, in the end, uh, so the new website is up and running now. You will, if you've been on there to have a look, you see it looks more like a personal dashboard now with with your details and your financial details within TGI Golf uh, financial page. Um, we saw when that first was introduced within the first couple of weeks, a real increase in use in my TGI, which was great. Um, lots of people had forgotten their login details. It seems to have been a while since they'd logged into it that we were constantly giving partners their login details again. But that, that usage has continued. And there's a few couple of new little uh, bits on there, the locker room and the, the TGI Academy in particular that I hope partners are finding particularly interesting, um, the, particularly the Academy. Is uh, something that we've been talking about for a long time uh, as a team is to get an, uh, a kind of an educational hub available for partners to go in and look on and, and to continually enhance their knowledge. So to get that up and running has been has been fantastic. And um, there's a good few articles on there from from myself. If you wanted to have a quick look uh, from from the retail consultants, from the brands, uh, from people from outside the in, uh, golf industry. Uh, and all of the seminars from the business conference if you didn't get a chance to, to go and have a look. Uh, and then we might have one next week maybe from Adele. Yeah, Living do you know what? That, that, that was the word from our sponsor. That, that was a word from our sponsor. There. That was almost like an advert, wasn't it? <laughs> Don't look Thank at my much. We'll be back. <laughs> we'll be right back after that. You wouldn't think that was part of your KPIs, would you? Um, no, I, I, it's, it's actually great because because one of the things that, that comes up, and, and partners probably don't realise this, but there's a constant evolution of the group. You know, in a group that's 40 years old next year, from its very inception from the first group and then the amalgamation of other groups, um, partners retire, sadly pass away, or, or they stop retailing, they go teaching, uh, and we've got another generation coming through and another generation coming through. And sometimes you forget to repeat the message you know, that, that people, our partners are all on a different part of the cycle, the, you know, the cycle of business. You know, some are very experienced, some are new to it, some are plodding along quite nicely in the middle of their career, some are coming at the end of their career. Um, but but the reality is, is, in the past, we've always put the message out and then sometime later put it out again. But having the locker room in the academy there, it means that there's something there that suits everyone immediately at any given time. Uh, and it's a great way of keeping the engagement going with the group and keeping up what's going. You know, keeping up with technology and changes in technology for us is is always a challenge. But I think the introduction of a new website, the individual information for partners, um, to, to continually remind partners of what the value is of being in TGI, uh, as well as information that can help them develop their business every day is, is critically important. 
and, and it's a great job, you know, it really is. It looks fantastic and, and the content's great and that'll only get better. Yeah. And I, t- I take it, Matt, you know, if there's if there's content that partners would like to see that they would feel valued, you know, they can get in touch with us and and ask us to, to look into it within reason. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. If there's anything that you want more information on, then, you know, we've, we've got the expertise within TGI Golf to, to put that together. So if there is anything that you, you want to see, just contact the, your retail consultant or, or drop us a note and we'll we'll pull something together. That's That's no problem. Uh, and the locker room, Ed, as you mentioned there, so that's somewhere where partners, just to continue the advert, partners can go and <laughs> download any assets they want from uh, from from suppliers uh, and from TGI Golf or TGI Golf Travel. If you're building your own marketing materials, you can you can find what you need in the locker room. If it's not there again, just just let us know, and we'll we'll work with our suppliers to find that and, and get that into the locker room for you. It's, it's important as well that partners understand and realise that there's there's no script for that, you know. Whatever's it allows us to be really commercially agile. Whatever's current and relevant, we can put on it. We don't have to make big decisions. We can say, "Oh, do you know this has came up today? Let's get something on there that's going to help partners." Yeah, uh, and and we've probably we've probably lacked that in the past. You know, we've had to wait to a newsletter, or we've we'll, we'll to send an email, or you know, we'll do a video. But just to be able to throw on the website and and if partners check and have a look each day and see what's up there, it would be it would help them immensely. Yeah, absolutely, and we'll constantly update partners as well. When when new things go up there, um, we'll we'll put things out on social media. There'll be things in TGI Golf News on a Friday, um, just to highlight any new content on there. So keep your eyes peeled, folks. Yep, very good. Well end, done. End, end, end of intermission. <laughs> hey, we'll be back right after this word. Um, but, but talking of um, a few things that have been we've done recently, Eddie, I see you're um, flicking through Golf Retailing Magazine and seeing the usual <laughs> pictures of of golf clubs and trolleys and equipment, and then being stared at the face by a quarter page picture of a seagull um, yeah. was, was was quite interesting. So that was the a piece we put together <laughs> uh, yeah. for Golf Retailing as part of your your um, guest column, which comes across every every other month. Yeah. Yeah, in short, it was, um, you know, having, having been around self-employed businesses for such a long time um, and, and the ebbs and flows and the peaks and troughs, which goes well with the, with the trawler thing, you know. Um, I'm always reminded of the philosopher, that great philosopher, Eric Cantona, <laughs> and his quote, you know, that the, the seagulls follow the trawler, you know, because they think blah, blah, blah. Um, and actually, my, my meaning from it was brilliant because, you know, from my mind, it was a great statement, but it was so relevant to, to the way that our businesses work. You know, when, when golf pros are in, um, are in dire need of help, you know, apart from the retail group and the PGA, nobody's interested. Nobody gives a, a monkey's, let's say. Right, okay. See, as soon as the industry's booming, there are people crawling out the woodwork, offering them services, offering them support that they need to pay for, and everybody wants a bit of their profit, a bit of their money, and chases them down for it. And if you're if you're busy and you're vulnerable, you're going to sign up to things that can come back to haunt you in the long term. Because the reality is, we all know how the golf industry works. In two years' time, we could be back to where we were in 2019, uh, and and every every pound's a prisoner, uh, and we're trying to work really hard. To, to, to grow the game and engage people again. So we can't take anything for granted. So make hay while the sun shines. But the the, the seagulls following the trawler thing is basically to say, you know, the, the seagulls follow the trawler because they hope 
that sardines will be thrown into the sea and it's easy pickings for them and it's easy food. And that's what we're, I'm trying to warn our retailers against becoming. Before you know it, you know, I'm, they go, yeah, I'm making lots of money here. But by the time I'm paying this company for that or this consultant for that or this company for that or this company for digital stuff and that stuff for that and this and that and everything else, I'm actually earning less than I was when things were bad because I'm vulnerable and I'm busy and I'm thinking that I'm buying solutions that are going to help me, but they don't have an infinite amount of income. You know, because you're going to go out and spend an extra 100 quid a month on something doesn't mean that you're going to grow your business profitably by 100 quid a month. Not just to make money, but profitably just to pay for the service. You need to grow your business by that. So that's where it came from. It was to warn off, you know, the 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 desperation of just signing up for stuff. You know, we all know the old Sky thing. Do you know, my Sky's so expensive, I'm going to phone them up and say I'm leaving. And then they offer you a better deal to keep you for another year and then put it back up and you're back where you were. You know, so um, it, it's just try, trying to try to warn the partners of the unscrupulous people who are out there who are quite happy to eat their sardines. Spunders, as we call them. Spunders, as we call them. What did I say? What did I call them in the article? Professional parasites. Professional, professional parasites. There you go. <laughs> so that's where it came from, and I hope the partners got the message behind it. I think that I'm, I'm sure their, their emails and their phones and the, the golf club doors have been ringing by people. You know, yeah, I'll come in and merchandise your shop for five hundred quid and stuff like that. Why would you want to do that? Get your retail consultant and do it as part of your partnership free of charge. And that's just one example. Yeah. You know? So so multiply that with every category within your business where there's people quite willing to take money off you. That, that's where it came from. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, I, I don't, even if nobody else did, I quite liked it. Well, I must say, Eddie, in the 15 or so the years that we've been working together and I've been helping you put these things together, it was certainly one that baffled me to begin with. And quite often I ask myself, where is it going with this? Um, and that was definitely one of those moments. But as always, as, as usual, you, you, you did get to your point and, and put it across in a pretty good way. But yeah. yeah, when we started the call with when the seagulls follow the trawlers, I was thinking, what, are, what where are we going here? <laughs> the, the, the message, in summary, the message is just to say to partners, hey, we're on your side, we work for you. Everything that we do, we try and do to make you more profitable and more successful. If you have a question or a query about your business, phone us and ask us for advice and then make your decision. Don't just dive in. Don't just dive in. Let's try and help you first and it'll probably save you money. And that doesn't mean that we can we can, we can can pay the solution for you or, or you're not going to do it, but we can give you the pitfalls because we probably know somebody that's gotten themselves into difficulties with you know, getting into a lease deal that they can't get out of or, yeah. or whatever that happens to be, you know. So that's yeah. where it came well, from. It's very good. So if anyone hasn't read it, you can see it in the, the current edition of Golf Retailing. It's uh, also on the TGI Golf website if you want to have a look there. Yeah. Very good. Uh, and talking of partners, big thank you to all those partners who took the time to fill out our recent partner survey. Um, thank you very much. We are currently going through the the results and, and seeing how we can help, where we can in, enhance our offerings and, and getting all the feedback you've got there. So we were quite happy with um, with the uptake in the end, Adele, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, it could always be better. We're, we're always looking for as much feedback as possible. But I think for you know the first time, having done this for quite some time, um, we were happy with the, with the uptake in it, and um, you know, on the whole, looking at it, it, it seems pretty positive. There's a few 
learnings that we hope we can take out of it. We're going to get all the team together once everybody's digested it and just, you know, take any suggestions that, that, that could work or that we could look at uh, within within reason. So, yeah, a big thank you. And But, yeah, if, if we come out with it again in future, as many responses would be fantastic as we can. Yeah, I think it, I think it's um, it, it's it was well put together, and, and thanks to the partners who, who filled it in, it's it's critically important for us. Um, I talked earlier on about that evolution of partners uh, and the new demands that that we get from the younger generation of golf retailers who are coming through and coming into the group now. That that we're aligned with with what they need and the services that they need, and most of the survey w- was was was. Probably not what we expected because that sounds really arrogant, but proved that in, in lots of things that we do, we're aligned and a couple of things that we need to work on and get better at. And that's always our way. We'll always try and do that. But I, I would say to, to any of the, the golf pro uh, golf clubs out there, you know, we're, we're, we're almost like you. You know, you, if you get 500 members at your golf club, you can't satisfy all the people all the time. If you can satisfy most of the people most of the time, then you're, you're, you're doing pretty well. You know, so... You know, sometimes we've got we've got a core group of partners who understand the philosophy and what we're trying to do, and then we've got some partners whose expectations of us are way much much higher than they than they, they really should be because we're a retail group to support retailers. That that's what we do. Um, and then you know we had we had two partners anonymously say you know they wouldn't recommend this to somebody else, and we've got to take that on board and say well you know what are the challenges there and accept that that we can't get it right for everybody all the time. You know, so we we are striving to get better. We're striving to try and make uh, the golf retailer within the group, the TGI Partners business, is much better. But there are limitations to what we can do and how we can do that. You know, and that that's got to be recognised. And but I've got a couple of those. All in all, sorry, all in all, Adele, I, I think it's it's great that the partners take the time to respond. Um, and I would I would suggest that I know that we're we're working on it, but I would suggest that something like that's available for them to ask their members. Um, what they think, and maybe perhaps ask their members if they would recommend them as a golf pro. <laughs> yeah, and I think a couple of the, the responses, you know, there are some things at the moment that are out with our control. If you take some of the situations over in, in Ireland with finance and car leasing and all the rest of it, you know, um, it always was challenging to find the correct um, provider for them. But since Brexit's come along, and with some of the legal changes that have come along, it has been really, really challenging. But we are still looking for solutions there. So it's not just because we've not got that solution yet. That doesn't mean we're not still looking. So we will keep working on that as much as possible. Yeah, that, that's a great point, particularly for the uh, partners in the Republic of Ireland. If, if you have any contacts within finance houses, car leasing companies who would like to work with us, you know, put them in touch with us because we, we're coming up against a brick wall because mainly because of Brexit at the moment. Uh, but we would love to do more. We would love to yep. do more. Yeah. Okay. Brace yourself. There's another advert coming, Eddie. Uh, oh, just no. on, oh, no. <laughs> on the talk of there of surveys and I'll partners, get the one, partners <laughs> surveying their customers, you know, we, we do have partner, uh, we do have surveys available for partners if they want to send out to their customer database. We've got had quite a few uh, in over the past few months. Uh, if you want to survey your customer database, get in touch with your retail consultant because the guys have got uh, that available to you should you wish to use it and, and find out exactly what your customers' wants and needs are. 
Yeah, um, I think that, that. I think that as, as we go forward, that that's going to be critically important. I don't know if we've got time for another one of Eddie's anecdotal stories, but uh, I, the guys. I know you guys in here have heard this before, but twenty years ago, I went to the um, I went to the PGA show in Orlando, and I sat in on an award ceremony where the guy won the PGA Pro of America, uh, and he was interviewed after it. And going remembering how far back this was, before the technology we have now. Uh, and they asked why he was so successful as a as a club pro, and he said, "I constantly update my database on members. I know shoe size, glove size, trouser size, shirt size um, of all of my golf club members. Um, I also know their date of births, the family's date of birth, and everything else. So I contact families and say it's his birthday next week, her birthday next week. You know, come in and get a twenty pound percent discount, and so on and so on and so on. And the reality is, is that information is king." You know, the more information that you can glean from your, your membership, the better. You know, the fact that, you know, the, and, and it's shoe sizes and glove sizes in particular, we're still in the situation where we're, we're ordering ridiculous amounts of sizes in the wrong in the wrong size, the wrong colour, because we don't have the information at hand. And I think the survey, then, even if you got 50% of your members filling it in, that information would be critical when it comes to pre-books and ordering and sale times and, and everything like that. So, yeah, yeah, it's um, it's something I would advise every partner to try and get involved in. And they feel valued. Their members feel valued that their opinion matters as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I remember, again, uh, I'm getting too old. I'm beginning to get like your, you know, your, your granddad when you go, I'll just sit him in the corner and shut him up. But we, we, we had a golf day a number of years. We had, actually, we didn't. We had a retail meeting at a golf club a number of years ago and the golf pro said that I, I don't I don't sell power tro- trolleys because there's no real market for them here and we sat having lunch looking out at the golf club and there was a ladies event on in the afternoon and out of, out of every four ball three of them had power trolleys but the golf pro's interpretation of his market was that none of his golf club members needed a power trolley so you know it, 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 you know perception can be very different from reality yeah, I'm sorry. Have you got another story, Ed, before we wrap up? No, no, sorry, I'm finished, I'm finished. No, no. <laughs> I was going to be... I have actually got tons Eddie, if you remember as an old customer of ours at the Normandy, <laughs> we were walking up and down the bays in the range surveying our customers 35, yeah. 40 years ago, so... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you are never that old. There's no way. There's no way. Lots of work yeah. done, Matthew, lots of work done. Dale's <laughs> actually older than me. <laughs> <laughs> right, I suggest we wrap this up before it descends into a fire. So I can, I can feel yeah, we're getting giddy. Um, well, one, once again, it's uh, one of those ones where we we put together some talking points. Eddie puts together a script, and we put together these talking points for a podcast. And think, well, that's not going to that's not going to take ten minutes. And here we are now, knocking on fifty minutes later, uh, having got through the, the all the points that were on the uh, on the board there. So, well done, guys. I hope I hope those listening have enjoyed it. Um, I'm going to say we're going to try and do another one of these pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but maybe not. But um, you know, do get in touch if you want to discuss anything or want us to discuss anything on the podcast. You want more information about anything that we've talked about today, um, and if you just want to say hello or recommend us to to anyone else, then feel free. Um, so thank you very much, Adele. Thank you. Thank you, and and to all the partners. You know, thanks for your continued support. I hope you have a great summer. And if you do have any challenges, get in touch with the retail consultants and we'll, we'll do everything we can to, 
to sort that. Uh, and just finally, finally for me, just a thanks to all the staff and the team here. We're going through a bit of a restructure with all the changes that's going to happen next year. Um, and I know that sometimes you can feel there's an uncertainty, but you know they're, they're doing a great job on behalf of all the partners every day. So thanks to them. Absolutely. Thank you, thank you guys. And thank you, Eddie, as well, for, for your time today. And um, we'll, we'll speak to you all next time. <laughs>